podcast, a podcast about music, health, wellness, and activism that will help you to find balance between life as a musician and self-care through health and wellness. I'm your host, Jazzy Piggott, a tuba player, composer, certified personal trainer, writer, educator, and podcaster based in Baltimore, Maryland, with my new co-host, Andre Thacker. I'm a band director, orchestra director, tubist, pianist, composer, arranger, and runner, also based in Baltimore, Maryland. Today, we'll be discussing our recent half marathon experience, benefits of running, and how to start running. So, half marathon on Sunday. It was so much fun. Have a medal, have a shirt. It was a great experience. How was it for you? Yeah, it was good. It wasn't my best half marathon, but it was, I got it done. I can say I ran a half marathon in the summer in the heat and humidity. So I'm proud of that accomplishment. Yeah. All right. So let's just talk about how the half marathon like came to be. So training. How did we train for this, Andre? So we use a training app. Uh, what was it called? It's called Run With Hal. Hal Higdon. He's like a marathoner, ultra marathoner. He does a lot of running and he's written books about running and stuff like that. So he has an app. All right, so we, we follow that training plan. It was like three or four runs a week. I can't remember. Yeah, exactly. it's about four runs a week. Two of them are base runs that are about three miles. One of them is a base run that increases every week. So it started as three miles, and now it's about six miles. And it's going to go up to as high as 10. And then the last run of the week is a long run, which is anywhere. It started off as seven, and the most recent one, it tried to schedule was about 12 and then this 13.1 uh half marathon was technically one of the long runs um because i'm doing a full marathon the next long run is going to be 15 miles so i need to get ready for that but i'm going to cross that bridge when i get there yes yeah, so overall the, the training um was a lot of fun like i said we the longest we ran was 10 miles so um the half marathon is actually 13 miles, 13.1 miles. So um, at least for me, by mile 10, 10 and a half, I was like, oh, my legs were kind of, they're kind of, um, they were hurting <laughs> because the most we had run together was uh, was 10 miles in preparation for that marathon. But overall, I think that, um, you know, the training went well and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. So. It's not just training when you are trying to prepare for a race. The next important thing is nutrition. So nutritionally, as endurance athletes, you need to be taking in more carbs than any other micro, macro, macronutrient. Um, And so what we did was we carb loaded in a way, Um, not too crazy. We were like pretty average with the carbs like the day or two before, but you need to start carb loading like three days before in order for it to be effective. If you start just carb loading the night before, it's not really going to do much. Right. And we did carb load a couple of weeks before the actual half marathon because uh, we were on a cruise for eight days. 
So, you know, just go on a cruise, you know, two weeks before that your half marathon and help you out. But anyway, all jokes aside, yeah, so we tried to increase our, our carb load. It was like a week before. Yeah, yeah. four days before. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And then in general, if you are a runner and you're trying to do long distances regularly carb loading and just kind of not getting off of that primarily carb wagon is probably your best bet. Mm. All right. So the days leading up to the race, what did we do? Well, we tried to get decent sleep. We tapered off our running distance. Uh, So we did mostly shorter runs. And um, yeah, we carb loaded. Yeah. And I uh, made, it wasn't a mistake. It could have affected my performance, but I decided to walk nine miles the day before the half marathon. And like, you know, active recovery. But that probably wasn't the smartest thing to do. Um, Because I was really tired. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, when she told me that, I was like, well, I thought it was eight miles or nine miles. It was miles. 8.77. So I'm, I'm saying it's nine because we walked after that too. Because I was sitting there text. I was like, why, Jazzy? Why are we running a half marathon tomorrow? <laughs> why? <laughs> but but yeah, it was. Um, and, and for me, you know, I, I got two hours of sleep before the half marathon, my first half marathon. And I definitely recommend to get more than two hours of sleep than that. <laughs> um, you know, but we tried to get quality sleep leading up to the half marathon. Um, but this was my first half marathon, so my nerves were up and, you know, it's a lot of other stuff, you know, first year orchestra director, the move, a lot of stuff going on. So it was just it's been tough for me to sleep. Um, or my sleep, my sleep is under control now, but leading up to the half marathon, it was tough to get a quality night's sleep. But I would recommend also running a half marathon to try to at least get eight to 10 hours of sleep every night leading up to the half marathon. Don't be like me and get two hours before your first half marathon. Yeah. All right. So that was leading up to the race. And then we have the race itself. So I've run half marathons before. I've run four of them. This was my fifth one. And in the four that I've run, my my average pace was about a 2.15, which, you know, I was pretty proud of because it was like a consistent 10-minute mile like the entire time. But uh, this half marathon, uh, my pace was about a 2.30. So I added extra time just because I had to take a lot of walking breaks. Just I don't adapt to the heat well and that was one of the complications that had arisen through my training was just my body's like we're not doing this thing even though we've been running in the heat and humidity we're not going to adapt to make it better for you so it just kind of sucks all the time when I'm running in the summer so I'm just kind of waiting for the fall when the marathon training gets even stronger and I can actually like run in 60 degree weather because that's beautiful and I'm excited for that. But uh, yeah, quite a bit of walking. I was slower than I usually am, but you know what? I finished it. So I'm very happy that I finished it. I used all the water stations and like the little Powerade that they were giving out and then the snacks at the end of the race. And it was all, it was all good for me. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, I would say it was um, a lot of fun for me. 
Um, I wish I would have gotten more sleep before the race. I really do. But just being in that environment of all these other runners, um, it was just, it was new to me. This was my first time running with more than uh, one other person, you know? So just being around an environment where everyone's running and everyone's so excited about just, just running. I, I thought that was really cool. And it gave me energy. As I said earlier, like the first 10 miles was, was fun. You know, it was good. And then from mile 10, 10 and a half to about 13, like my legs started to hurt and it was just, I had to push through the last three miles, but overall it was a great experience. And I was telling Jazzy this, like when I walk into my apartment and I see, you know, this is my first half marathon. That was my first half marathon. When I see like my medal, it makes me really happy. You know, I never in my life thought that I would have run a half marathon, you know? So it's a great experience overall for me. And yeah. Yeah. All right. So now that we've talked about the race, I just wanted to give you something kind of concrete to go off of with this episode, because like, you know, it would have been one thing for us to just talk about our experience running a half marathon, but that doesn't really benefit you in any sort of way. I mean, you get to listen to us talk about how we run, but that might not be beneficial to you. So we decided to talk about running in general, and we're going to talk about why you should run, and how to start running. So there are several reasons um, that you should run. There are several benefits to running that are, I mean, there's several benefits to exercise in general. You can check out my exercise episodes. I believe those are episodes three and four, but it's just really important to be exercising and running is a good form of exercise. So our first benefit to running specifically is that it strengthens your muscles. I cannot pronounce this word, musculoskeletal system. Um, and it helps you by doing that. It reduces your risk for injury and your risk for osteoporosis because it just strengthens your bones. It strengthens your muscles. It makes you rely on all this stuff. They were saying that your bone density increases. Um, our source for this is this um, self magazine which I really like to read a lot. And yeah, so. And it also helps to improve knee health. So um, like with any part of your body, the more that you move it, you know, just the less likely you are to develop any type of like arthritis or anything related to stiffness. So it's really great for your knees to get out for a run. You know, I'm not recommending to go run like 50 miles a day because that's probably not the best thing for your knees but just to to run to stay active uh, to keep your body moving um i think is great yeah i also want to give a disclaimer we're not doctors nor right. are we seeking to give medical advice right. so please do not take us seriously if you're <laughs> like okay dr jazzy Pigott and andre <laughs> thacker let's <laughs> figure this out so we're not doctors um but like if you already have arthritis, running probably is not the best thing you should start with. You need to start with physical therapy in order to like get those muscles strengthened so you can then run. Um, so just be careful is what I'm trying to say. Maybe consult an actual doctor. That's a good idea. But the next thing that it does is it helps improve heart health. Now, it kind of goes with the name of cardiovascular exercise. 
Um, the I believe it's the CDC. It's one department in the federal government. It recommends 150 minutes of moderate intensity or 75 minutes of vigorous intensity activity for optimal cardiovascular health. So they also showed that people who just run one or once or twice a week, even like less than six miles a week, still reap these benefits of good cardiovascular health. So you don't even need to go training for a marathon in order to benefit from running. Like you just need to run maybe a mile or two a week. And that's something that's more than nothing. Absolutely. So running can reduce the risk of chronic diseases such as high blood pressure um, that can lead to a stroke or a heart attack. Yeah. And then running can also improve your mood. Um, so running is obviously not a cure-all for depression and anxiety and whatnot, but they always say how exercise benefits those mood disorders. So it can help you treat some depression and anxiety. But again, you should still work with the therapist and be regularly just taking care of yourself while you're dealing with those mental illnesses. And also it can give you a goal. So having just some type of goal set in your life, I think is all is always a great thing. It gives you something to look forward to and it gives you a sense of purpose. Yeah, um, there was an episode I did with Khadija Craig where we talked about finding a sense of purpose. And I think like running was one of the major things that kind of gave me a sense of purpose during the pandemic because I'm like, okay, I don't know what else to do. So let me start trying to run a 5K. And then now it's a part of my identity. It's something that I really look forward to. It's a goal that I constantly have and how to make myself better. So just having a goal is enough to boost your mood. Um, like with the anxiety and depression, because I struggle with major depressive disorder, it was one of the things, just having that goal that helped me to get into a good state. All right, so now that you know why you should run, let's talk about how to start. So the way I started running was I did the Couch to 5K app, and I recommend this for anybody looking to start running because it literally starts you with running for 30 seconds. Okay, and that does not sound hard. It doesn't sound hard, but it's pretty hard in the beginning. It's like, oh my gosh, that 30 seconds feels like it's 10 minutes. But that 30 seconds, like it doesn't sound like a lot, but it's something. And a lot of people try when they start running to rush into it and maybe run a mile or two or something like that. But then they burn out really quickly because their body wasn't acclimated to the physical activity as it should have been. So the Couch to 5K app guides you very slowly into just building up that endurance that you need to run an entire 5K. Like I remember the first time I ran 10 minutes, it was like crazy for me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I ran 10 minutes. Like, look at that. And I mean, now I'm running half marathons. So it's something for you to start with. And it's something that I, I have a lot of faith in, like as a personal trainer, um, to support you in your running adventure. Right. And as you train and um, as you run, it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable at first, um, but that's OK. You have to push through that little bit of kind of uncomfortability so that you can make progress 
and, and strengthen yourself. Um, but it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable. It's okay to have, so it's okay to be a little un- uncomfortable as you um, start running and increase your distance and, and pace and different things like that. So embrace being uncomfortable. It's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. The, the route to progress is that discomfort without the discomfort, you're probably not doing enough. Like it's going to suck. Like I, I still find running sucks sometimes, but I still do it. And you just have to get over it and embrace that sucky feeling. So like I mentioned before with the Couch to 5K app, the next thing you want to do is just don't start with two ambitious goals. Don't go from sitting on the couch all day to trying to run a marathon. You might probably will fail um, because that's way too ambitious of a goal. You can't if you can't run for 30 seconds, running a whole marathon within like six months is not going to happen. So you want to start with something that's realistic. So like the Couch to 5K app, like it gets you ready to run a 5K, which is the smallest race distance other than the one mile. And it starts really, really, really low, like 30 seconds. You can do that. Or one minute, you can do that. And you're just preparing to get to that small benchmarker and it's like a little goal along the way so these little goals can lead to a big goal and once you run a 5k then you prepare to run a 10k once you run a 10k you prepare a half marathon after the half marathon comes the full marathon and go in that progression otherwise it could probably fail now so some strategies for actually running once you decide to run and you get the Couch to 5K app, you need to make running a habit. And I was reading uh, the book Atomic Habits by James Clear on my half marathon um, this past weekend. And he was talking about one of the best ways to start a new habit is to link it to an existing habit. So that might be, okay, every time I brush my teeth in the morning, I get my running shoes on and I go out the door. And then you also want to reserve time in your calendar. A lot of people run in the morning because, I mean, in the morning, before anything happens, nothing's going to get in the way of your run uh, other than oversleeping. But it's just a time where you can kind of ritualize running. Like before I do anything, I go outside, I run, and then you might feel energized for the rest of the day. That's also one little benefit of running. That's, I don't know if it's not scientifically, I mean, endorphins. Endorphins are cool. To start the habit, just make it a habit by linking it to something you already do. So I get up, I brush my teeth, put on my running shoes, go outside. And even if you're just starting out, like just get the habit in place. So every time you wake up and brush your teeth, you put on your running shoes. You might also go outside. Once you're outside, you might run, you might not run, but you're just trying to solidify the habit of putting on your running shoes because that will later lead to running. And then he talks about trying the two minute rule where it's try two minutes of any activity. And that's like all you need to do because you kind of trick yourself into doing it. Like, okay, I just need to run for two minutes. And then you end up running 10 minutes. So just little things like that to kind of create it and link it to habit change. Right. And then also you want to invest in good running shoes. I know when I first started running in undergrad, I went to Western Carolina University. I was running in Converse. 
like high top Converse. And if you know anything about Converse, they are just like no support in those shoes at all. Um, so I do not recommend running in Converse. Like um, right now, I mostly run in Brooks Adrenaline 21s, which uh, Brooks makes, in my personal opinion, um, um, the best running shoe. They're very comfortable. Um, and it's also, I believe, a stability shoe, if I'm remembering that correctly. Mm-hmm. So they have, there's guardrails on each side of the shoe, which makes sure that your, your foot hits flat on the ground, which is something that really helps me. But invest in some quality running shoes. Do not run in commerce. <laughs> so, yeah. What do you have to say on this, Jasmine? Yeah, running shoes makes all the difference. Like I was running when I started in like my like little Walmart shoes. I mean, they weren't Walmart shoes, but little shoes that I bought at the store, maybe for 50 bucks. And I was like running and it was kind of miserable, but I'm like, all right, fine. Um, But then I decided to go to Playmakers, which is a running store in East Lansing, Michigan. And they like actually like analyze your gait and how you walk and then they come up with the best shoes for you and once I got Brooks Adrenaline as well I like took off with running like it was actually it wasn't painful with every single step and I felt like I could run faster so you're going to probably have to put down like a hundred dollars maybe more than that for good quality running shoes. And it's really worth it because like foot pain and knee pain are real and the running shoes, the support they give you can definitely change that. I know because it's such a repetitive motion. If you repeat the same motion over and over again and it's something that's hurting you, eventually you're going to come with, with chronic pain. So I hope you got something. You have nothing else to add, right? Okay. Yeah. I hope you got something out of that. Um, so start running. Just think about Andre and I completing our half marathon and one day that can be you, I promise. So yeah, just start running. It'll be good. So now we're going to move on to Roses, Buds, and Thorns. Roses, Buds, and Thorns is a segment I do on this podcast to cultivate a level of authenticity and gratitude authenticity because, hey, if things are going well, there's probably something that's not going too great in my life that I just don't talk about. And gratitude because if things aren't going too well, there's probably something in my life that I can be grateful for. So I always like to start with the rose, which is something, oh, I always like to start with the thorn, which is something bad that happened. A rose is something good that happened. And a bud is something you're looking forward to. So Andre, what is your thorn this week? So I would say stress. I've mentioned this in I think the other podcast or two podcasts that I've done. It's just moved to Baltimore, you know, a lot of you know, second year teacher, just a lot of stuff going on. So I would say stress has been my main thorn that's affected uh, my sleep. But I'm getting through everything, making progress. School starts in about three or four weeks. New teacher training starts in about two weeks. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting started with that. But I would say stress has been my main thorn. What about you, Jess? Yeah, my thorn has just been a lack of productivity. Like, I'm still in cruise mode. Like, we got off the cruise literally two weeks from yesterday or, or two weeks from tomorrow or Friday. I don't know. But we've been off the cruise for two weeks now, and I still haven't gotten back into my routine of actually doing the work I need to do or actually practicing. 
So it's my thorn because I just can't really get myself to do these things, even though I know I have to do these things. So we'll we'll see how this comes about because I do have a commission due in less than two weeks now. So yeah, um, that's my thorn. Now, what about your rose, Andre? So my rose is this half marathon. This is my first half marathon. It was a lot of fun. The training was, I would say it had its ups and downs over the past couple of weeks. Um, but I, again, when I walk into my apartment and see like my half marathon medal, it just, I feel really good because yeah, I've been running for a while since undergrad, um, took a few breaks uh, here and there. Uh, but just to, you know, see that medal and think about, you know, how I felt after I finished the race, it's just, it's just a really great feeling. Um, so yeah, half marathon is my rose. What about you, Jasmine? My rose is that I had my best friend Kaylee Bernard and then my brother Gregson Piggott um, visit this past week, last week. Um, Kaylee was there for the first half of the week and then Gregson was there the second half of the week. And then it was really great because like they're two of my favorite people other than Andre. Um, and having them around and both of them getting to meet him was just a really nice experience. And I just felt like all the love everywhere because I mean, it's all the people that I'm close to and I value in my life. Um, so yeah, that was my rose. And how about your bud, Andre? So one of my good friends, Chase, he's getting married this weekend. Um, and uh, Jazzy and I, we are going down to North Carolina, to Greensboro, which is actually my hometown. Uh, my buddy Chase is getting married in Greensboro. And yeah, I'm excited just to be at the wedding and also to perform. I'm playing some, I'm playing piano for the wedding. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I mean, it's just great. Like being back in my hometown, seeing one of my good friends get married and, and being able to play piano. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, and my bud for this week is that um, I'm working with my therapist again, like my good therapist, because I was working with an okay therapist for the last couple of months. Um, okay is nice. But <laughs> anyways, so I just had my first, like we had to do an intake appointment again because she started with the new firm. But it was really nice to talk to her again and just feel like the love of therapy um, back because I wasn't really progressing with that last therapist. And I did notice a difference between how I could handle things without that. So I'm really excited to keep working with her and to continue the goals that we had had originally um, as far as like therapy and what we were working on and progress because like, I have been out of my depressive episode since I started dating Andre back in November, um, which is, that's, that's nine months now. Yeah, so nine months out of depression. And, and I think that's the longest I've gone um, out of a depression episode since probably like middle school or something like that. So I'm just very happy to be you know, um, not really depressed. And she's definitely a huge factor about that. And we still have stuff to work on, even though like depression isn't my biggest thing. So I'm excited to continue working on all that. All right. You have anything to add? No, not too much more to add. I think that's it. 
All right. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate you as a listener. Um, If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And I think Spotify also has ratings, but nobody reads them. So at least Apple Podcasts, because it helps other people find the show. And if for some reason you can't do that, then let your friends and family know, because friends and family and word of mouth are probably the best way people find out about podcasts. So we would really appreciate it if you could do either of those things and just share and get the word out there. So I hope you enjoy your weeks. And it's August, if you didn't know that, but happy August. Enjoy your time. I'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Harmony and Healing. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Harmony and Healing Podcast. And you can find me personally at The Jazzy Tubist on both Facebook and Instagram. And at my website, jasminepiggit.com. I'll see you next Thursday.